Beltone Hearing Aid Center presents The Drive. Ready, fight! The Drive. Elmore deep, left side three, it's good! From 30 feet, John Elmore! The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome into the Monday, December 17th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Dave Walsh, the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, joins me today. We're here at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. Of course, also presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. Coming up this hour, we're going to hear from Doc Holliday, Tim Cramsey, and we'll get some reaction as well from Chase Hancock and uh, Jordan Dowry. Today, the first formal get-together with the media down in Tampa for the Gasparilla Bowl, so we'll hear from those guys. We'll get your phone calls in. A little bit later on, we're going to hear from Dave Wilson. He is on scene He's going to set the stage for us as the Gasparilla Bowl coming up on Thursday. We're going to be on the air Oh, three hours before kickoff. Five five o'clock. Five o'clock. So we'll be on the air at five o'clock, Dave, and we, of course, will be at Roosters for our pregame show. And, of course, we'll have that for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Make sure to see how the turnout is Thursday over there because it's on a channel we can find. Even I I can find. I think it'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think they will. It'll be okay. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a hardship for anyone. I think there'll be some people there on Friday, Thursday. Most right? of the most of the bowls are going to be easy to find, except for the uh, the very obscure. Yeah. And of course, this one's going to be on the radio. It's going to be on ESPN. Right. So uh, it's the only game that night. Doc Holliday. They're he making likes, that point, aren't they? He likes <laughs> making that point. I mean, that's like a selling point for yes. him. He has programmed himself to point that out. Hey, it's the only show in town Thursday yep. night. You should. Hey. You want to see the Thundering Herd? Come on down. If you can't come on down to the game, tune it in. It's the only game going on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he understands that people are not going to just say, oh, hey, look, there's a football game. I guess some people do. Yeah. Do you? Do you just go, hey. I don't think the NFL plays Thursday night, do they? Are they done? They're good. They're on Saturday, Sunday now. Yeah, they're good. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, whenever. But I don't know if people will just go, hey, there's a football game. I'm going to tune in. I don't know. Because it depends on the name recognition. If yeah. you see South Florida, well, you see Marshall. I don't know. Bad Boy Mowers, Mowers? Yeah, Bad Boy Mowers, Gasparilla Bowl. What if they got a lawnmower? Anybody got a package with the lawnmower? That's a big boy motor. <laughs> y- you've got some acres you need to cut? Yeah. Bad Boy Mowers will take care of you. Doc's probably got one on the way. Cut his yard up in Hurricane. It's in Kelly Green, right? They, yes. He's got, he, he got it painted. He's got Marco Kelly on the front. Kelly Green Mowers that there are on their it. way up to Hurricane, take care of the property. Hey. As we said, it's all about marketing. So, I'm kind of curious to see how the herd, um, how the herd takes to the lawnmower contest of herd that's going to be there. We'll find out. Dave Wilson's going to join us a little bit later on. We got a lot to get into. Marshall over the weekend, both the men and women and basketball get victory. So that was needed for the Thundering Herd to right. go up to the jar. Finally beat Akron after I don't know. You were still quarterbacking the last time I think Marshall beat Akron up I in Akron. So. Yeah, I you were still so. on the on the roster. Yes. But you know what was ironic? Much was said about rebounding. Marshall out-rebounded them. I, I was like, whoa. And their, coach was, and their coach made a point right out of the gate. We didn't rebound. That's why they beat us. So, I mean, hats off to Danny, 38-29 on the boards. Uh, that's got to make him feel a little bit better. Because if you look at the time played, it's still kind of a small lineup out there, but they got the job done. So the Thundering Herd gets the victory. They've got a few days off now, and then they'll be two back in ones. action. Yeah, Two big ones coming up. Heading on the road. A&M, SEC Network, 
Power and then Virginia, ACC, number five in the country, just popped up. They got them on New Year's Eve, so two big tests coming up. And then they open conference play, Old Dominion, Charlotte, and we saw what happened in uh, Syracuse, New York on Saturday. Old Dominion knocked them off. Speaking of the top 25, Syracuse nowhere to be found now in the top 25. Uh, Kansas gets 56 first-place votes. Third number one, Duke, is second with five. Tennessee is third with two first-place votes. Michigan comes in with uh, one first-place vote in their fourth. Virginia, they are fifth with one first-place vote. Then you've got Nevada, Auburn, Gonzaga, North Carolina, and Michigan State rounding out your top ten. Kentucky is number 19. Um, Ohio State, they are 15th. Buffalo, 14th. Whoa. Uh, Virginia Tech, 13th. And scrolling down the list here, Furman, 24th. How about that? People still want, how did that happen? Winning basketball. They used to be a home and home with Marshall a few years ago, and now it's like here they are, number 24 in the country. You know what? Take this top 25, Dave, and you just ball it up in a wad and throw it out. That's means right. nothing. Because the 1st of March, they three weekends to decide who's number one. Means nothing. Right. The tournament will get half the field in and then the committee will <laughs> let the rest in uh, at their discretion exactly so that's your top 25 of course the women get a victory as well so good for them they're back at it tomorrow they're going to be on the road they're taking on clemson that's going to be tough for them they are going to play in the afternoon they've got a nooner yeah. with clemson and so if if they can beat clemson whoa i've already got the time booked tomorrow time, well actually wednesday i think now, I was going to book it Wednesday, but you know, when I was talking to Tony Kemper the other day, he said, no, I'll come on Tuesday. What are you talking about? I'll call you on the road. So there you go. They get the victory. I think we're going to do it on Tuesday. So we'll find out tomorrow. This well, they've already had one big environment game, I think, what, Wisconsin went up there. I thought they played okay. They didn't yeah. scoreboard-wise well, yeah, look good. It's, but it's one of those situations. You walk out and you go like, whoa, this is a little different. But uh, remember, as Danny would always say, it's 94 feet. The baskets are 10 feet off the ground. Whoever does the best plan wins the game. So, you know, Tony, they're playing a little bit better right now. A little bit better. They got a little bit more confidence, a little bit more chemistry. So the Thundering Herd playing well, and we'll hopefully have the results tomorrow and maybe a coach as well to talk about it. So Marshall recently let the cat out of the bag a little bit, unplanned or strategically loosened a little bit. I don't know which, but you know they're working on a baseball park. Right. And they got to test the ground, make sure everything's – Looking like it can be done. Did it pass? Not yet. Oh. <laughs> I, they haven't leaked that oh. to me yet. Yeah. So no bubbling coming no, out of the ground? No, no. I haven't got, any, I haven't got anything yet on that. Yeah. But the baseball schedule is out today, and guess what? They're not playing in Charleston like they used to. Where are they going now? They're going to play uh, at the YMCA field. They're going to get it up to spec. Yeah. All home games? Just about. They've got a couple of games uh, that are not at home that are home games uh they're going to play west virginia on the 27th of march in charleston right yeah come on they're they're not coming to huntington until a new ballpark opens you know that's going to happen yeah so they've got that also they're going to be playing uh, a few games uh, elsewhere uh, across the great divide but for the most part all their games are going to be at home it's actually going to be a home Home field for them yeah yes that's awesome any curiosity on the schedule, does Rice appear? It's been a couple of years since Rice was on there, although they've kind of dropped off the radar a little bit. Rice does appear, and Good. they're the final uh, series before the conference tournament. In Texas? Or in here? Huntington. Whoa. Yeah. Rice is in the house? Rice is in the house. I remember the first time they played them in Charleston that year, and they, they were hitting balls off the interstate all day long. The Rice, But that I mean, there's, there's a sport that 
four or five conference USA teams are very good in baseball. Bryce being one of them, Southern Miss, and a few others. So the league is letting it happen. They're going to make enhancements to the field. Make it, That's awesome. Yeah, make it at least up to Conference USA standards or enough to be able to allow the Thundering Herd to play. I'm sure a part of that is just the fact that they want to play their games yeah. home. They want to actually have a home game for once. Yeah, I remember you, you had the thing when this first came out about the baseball field, and you were talking about a senior night one year was held in Beckley, and it was like three people. And it's like you said, it's got to be a better way to honor your seniors and go, thank you, and see you. Got to be a better way to do it. Well, Beckley's in a great location, yeah, but, but still, it's not a home field. No. It's a great, hey, let's go visit Beckley and play some herd baseball in Beckley. Yeah. But I think it's time you play baseball like everyone else. You play at home. You don't have to be the road team anymore. No. You can get that thing built, get a lot closer to campus, but until then, this is a lot closer to campus than Charleston, and you don't, exactly. have, to, you don't have to feel like you're a tenant in your own home game. Yeah. And you get it here and you got, well, we've got 10 minutes to bat. We've got 15 minutes to do this. And you're, you're on the clock. Yeah. No, this is our field. The, we have lights. Let's the play. road team had a better situation coming in, into Charleston because they would play in Charleston. They would stay in Charleston. Right. Marshall would play, go home, <laughs> come, come back, back go, go home, come, come back. back. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. And we talked and about you, you got to haul all your stuff up to Charleston. Then right. you're a tenant there. And it's, you're at their mercy. Right. And not to say that Appalachian Power Park hasn't been a good partner, but you're at their mercy. You're a tenant. Yeah, because sometimes if the field's not quite right, no BP stuff, you know, if it's a little wet or whatever, I mean, you know, they're the prime tenant. Marshall's, you know, in there, so they got to watch out for their field. But it's great to know they're going to be playing up because they got turf, no rainouts. Whatever, whatever enhancements they have to make, uh, yeah, more power to them. they got a little bit of time before it happens, and uh, it'll be great. And plus, after it's all said and done, the field, of course, will be there for uh, for other uses. So it's right. it's a win win. Right. I don't know how much money you're going to throw at this thing, but at least enough to uh, make it worth your while. Think, I would think a few more bleachers, maybe uh, bleachers, enhance the press box a little bit. I'm bathrooms, not sure. Bathrooms, things like that. Yeah. Whatever you have to Concession do. Concession area, maybe. Whatever I'm, you have I'm to do. I'm sure they've worked it out. They know what they have to do between now and what March when they start showing up out there. They have got a game plan. And they start baseball in February, and right. then they got to roll out there and play some herd baseball at home. The first time they'll play, March 1st. So there you go. March 1st, they're yeah. going to be playing some baseball at the field. So guess what? You don't have to travel that far to see herd baseball. When we come back from break, a guy who has traveled a little far to see herd football <laughs> is Dave Wilson. He is on location at the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. He's going to check in with us when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. We are coming to you live from the Union Pub and Grill at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. It's The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Joining us on the program now, we have got one of the voices you hear on game day and, of course, select basketball games. Dave Wilson, he now is on the program. He has made the journey. He is at the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. I mean, come on, Dave. You made the trip because of the mowers, right? That's the real reason. I am hoping to come home with a new mower. That is my goal, Paul. (laughs) So has Doc already picked out his? Because, you know, he's got some usage for those things, and I'm sure they can get that in Kelly Green for him. <laughs> I think that's, I think he's actually going to drive a mower back on uh, Thursday with with the trophy in tow, of course. So, 
Well, that's fine. You there know, you go. We can have the parade. He can be the head of the parade on his bad boy <laughs> <laughs> holding the trophy there up. There you go. <laughs> there you go. It can work perfectly. Um, I know we're having fun. Is uh, let, let me ask you, uh, are they having fun? I know it's a business trip for these guys, but are they having any fun? Oh, yeah, of course they're having fun. Uh, of course, yesterday, you know, just getting here was a little bit of an ordeal with the, the rain and the fog. Uh, Sunday morning, our flight out of Huntington Tri-State Airport got delayed. Then there was weather problems where the charter was coming from. So uh didn't actually get off the ground until late afternoon, 4.30, 5 o'clock, uh, well after 7 by the time we got here. So they missed the, the beach activities yesterday. But the uh, team got out, practiced early this morning, and uh, spent the afternoon over at uh, Bush Gardens. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's plenty of time to have fun because – you know this from past bowl experiences with Doc Holliday. Yes, it's a business trip. Yes, you have something to take care of. But it's also a reward for these guys for playing, you know, 12 weeks of hard football. You know, well, 13, you throw that by in there. And, you know, practice started all the way back in August. It's been a long season. This is a reward for doing your job throughout the year. So, yes, you have fun. Yes, you take care of business the closer you get to game day. What's the rest of the week look like for these guys? Practice, of course, is the fundamental part of why they're there. But the, what's the bowl set up for them as far as to keep them occupied in their spare fun time? Well, I mean, there's a lot to do to keep them occupied. Uh, practices are going to be early. There's uh, practice tomorrow morning. You know, it should be over by 9, 930. Uh, and there's a couple of uh, a couple of competitions. They're doing a, a bike build-off where the teams are going to compete to help build bikes for kids, actually. Uh, visit to the Children's Hospital coming up. Uh, you know, there's activities for the families who have come down as well. So, yeah, they're going to keep them pretty busy today. Well, you know, today's over, but uh, tomorrow and Wednesday with those types of activities. And, you know, more Wednesday, uh, you start to get more in that game uh, set of mind where you kind of start to focus. There's a few more meetings. Each night curfew gets bumped up a little bit where they're doing bed checks. So, Every day there's plenty to keep them active, Paul, but uh, every day as well you're getting close to the game day and you, you start to get a little more focused, a little more serious about what you got to do. Now, Dave, this game's been moved. Uh, it's now in an actual football stadium. It's being played at an NFL football stadium. So with the move and with the hopes that this will grow into a signature bowl for the city of Tampa, what's your impression so far of what this revised Gasparilla Bowl looks like? Well... So far, it, I guess it depends on where you are in Tampa. You know what they're trying to do. And Gasparilla is a is a bigger, uh, if you want to call it, organization idea than just the bowl game. It is part of a larger effort to you know draw attention, draw people to the downtown area of Tampa. I mean, they have Gasparilla events throughout the year if you go and look. So the bowl is only a part of a of a bigger tourism marketing. Um, uh, strategy for the downtown Tampa area. Now, you also have to keep in mind, it's not like the Orange Bowl has come to town. It's not like, you know, it's the Fiesta Bowl or the Rose Bowl. Um, you know, Tampa still goes on as if it's Tampa, but if you're in the downtown area, you, you know the bowl game is going on. Moving it to a football stadium uh, is a great idea, although the weather Thursday is not looking real great. Uh, so it's a little bit different than the last time, you know, the team was here three years ago when much of it was centered in St. Petersburg. Uh, a lot different feel. You're in Tampa, you know, where some of the events are still in St. Petersburg, but most of them are centered in Tampa. So 
you know, I like the idea, and, and with the right, you know, marketing with the right kind of organization, it's it's a bowl game that can can grow and flourish. Dave Wilson is joining us, Paul Swan and Dave Walsh with you here at the Union Pub and Grill. We're presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And you mentioned that you're looking at a game where Tampa's going on, but is there any buzz in the city, in the area for this game, or is this still, all right, this is just a nice part of what Gasparilla does, the, the whole idea of the Gasparilla concept, the pirate theme, everything going on. Do you feel that maybe moving this location a little bit, tying in with Gasparilla, there's more of a buzz locally? Of course, this is going to be the only bowl game on the day, so fans will find this game. But as far as the locals are concerned, are you seeing much media coverage? Are you feeling any buzz whatsoever? Or is it, oh, hey, there's a football game. That's nice. Eh, you know, it's more the latter. I mean, and let's just be honest here. Again, because it's not, you know, it's not like Clemson and Notre Dame have come to town and you're going to bring, you know, 60,000 people each or whatever. And then, you know, there's not going to be a, there's not a full week of ESPN broadcasting live. You know, or any of that. However, that being said, you know, there is the buzz. You have the hometown team playing, so most people are aware of that. And it doesn't take them long to see all the Kelly Green that's walking around here as well. So, you know, as you get a little bit closer, and it's only Monday, guys, the game's not till Thursday. So as more people start to funnel in for the game on Thursday, you'll start to see a little bit of buzz. Now, it's going to be concentrated around where the teams are, Um but, again, you know, it, it, it's not one of the New Year's Six Bowls, so you're not going to get this whole shut down the city thing for it. But there is a little bit of buzz around town. What about the fact that they're playing in an NFL stadium when they go out on the field Thursday night? This is where the Buccaneers play. This is where Marshall's Benny Curry suits up when he's healthy. Does that hit him? Uh, you know, we talked to a couple of guys this morning about that. They're looking forward to it. You know, a couple of the guys, and we talked to Chase Hancock and Jordan Dowry, and, of course, they've played it. Um, uh, I wanted to say Three Rivers. Why am I totally blanking? Uh, where the Steelers play, Hines Field. Boy, Three Rivers. I'm we're going way back there. Um, <laughs> you know, but they, you know, they've played at the Pro Stadium. Most of these guys, but they are looking forward to that opportunity to get out there and play. You know, in an NFL stadium, and they do it right. You know, there will be covered sections. Obviously, you're not going to fill it with 80. Yeah, I think it's somewhere around 60. So. Yeah, they're, they're looking forward to that opportunity. And, again, it, it's better than – and they did a good job over, you know, dressing up the old uh, Tropicana field. But that's a baseball stadium. And you know you're in a right. baseball stadium when you walked into that. You're going to walk into a football stadium. You know you're going to be in an NFL stadium. And I, that adds to the atmosphere. And that adds to the – I think the reward of playing in the bowl game in the first place. How about the marketing? You talk about that in terms of – it's a home game for them, but I, I know that the, the – the administration's been out pushing to, you know, the fans to buy the tickets. And then when Marshall got the bid, big alumni base, Allegiant Air flies in that area. So uh, might be a little bit of Kelly Green in the house come Thursday night too. So it, it sets up well. Yeah, I, I think so. Look, I'm not going to buy into the – it's not as if USF is playing this game on their home field and their home field is something, you know, like, you know, the right. Joan is to Marshall. You know, they have trouble getting people out to these ball games, uh, you know, on a regular Saturday afternoon. So, you know, with 28 guys on this roster from Florida, there's a lot of family and friends who want to come watch this game because they don't get the chance to go to Huntington. Like you mentioned, Dave, there's a strong alumni base already in the Florida area. 
you've got easy flights from Huntington to get down here. I wouldn't be surprised if Marshall has just as many fans in the stands come Thursday night as USF does. Now, will they know some of the intricacies of you know playing in the field? Of course they will, but as far as having a, a home field advantage, I'm just not buying into that. Plus, Vinny Curry is there. That that nullifies any home field advantage for, for South Florida. <laughs> it's Vinny Curry's field. Thus, it's Marshall's field, right? There, there you go, Paul. Exactly. <laughs> Dave Wilson joining us. He is uh, covering the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, not only for Metro News, but also he'll be part of the network broadcast coming up on Thursday. You can listen to that game right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. And, Dave, hopefully we will be back with us here uh, at least one more time before we uh, we have the game on Thursday. And how'd you luck into such an assignment? I mean, come on, Dave. You, you got the Florida assignment. That's you, How much string pulling did you have to do here? Well, you, you know what? Fred Persinger had to sacrifice his per diem uh, from the Super 6. So that that's how we were able to swing this trip. That's a lot of per diem there. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of per diem. You know, if Fred ever found out I talked about him like this, I'm, I may not have a job when I get home. Uh-oh. Let's just Dave. keep that between us. I'm going to tell you up front, I know what you do, and trust me, <laughs> Uh, I don't know if they got anybody else available to do what you do. So I think you're fine, my yeah. friend. I think you're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. That makes me feel a little better. There you go. <laughs> Dave Wilson is joining us. Uh, he is uh, covering the game for Metro News. Of course, he'll be on the network. And uh, he's also our uh, he's also our babysitter for Bill Cornwell, who's also down there. So uh, you got your hands and, full. And the yes, he does. I got him right here beside me, too, guys. Tampa is safe now. I don't know if I'll go that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave Wilson's with us. You know, I, this is just the highlight of the of the show right here. Yes. Just getting you cracked up and and tickled. That's that's the highlight for me here. Well, I'm glad I could make your show for you, Paul. I appreciate it, man. Yes. Um, we'll talk to you here soon, and then I'm looking forward to getting you down here for some herd baseball. Finally, at the the home of the herd. At their yeah, own baseball see, park. they're going to play everything in Huntington this year. That's great. We're close to yeah, Huntington, I guess. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of you here, because I know the Huntington trip is a lot easier for you than the Charleston trip, right? <laughs> yeah, hey, well, you uh, you give me a good reason to come down, Paul, and I might come, come by and visit. Okay, good deal. Dave Wilson right, joining us. Hey, bud, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. Yeah, sure, anytime. That is Dave Wilson. We will come back, and we've got our very own Dave, Dave Walsh, with us here. We've got Doc Holliday's comments when we continue. Also, we'll hear from Tim Cramsey. We'll hear from Chase Hancock. We'll hear from Jordan Dowry. And we'll take time for your phone calls when we continue with this edition of The Drive, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center. We're coming to you today live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan, presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930. We're coming to you today live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. This is where you need to be on Monday. Well, you need to be here every night, but especially on Monday because, well, we haven't mentioned it yet, but there's always a reason to come in on Monday. It's the $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. You can get that 
the Monday special always right here at the Union Pub and Grill. All day, all night long, every Monday. I'm Paul Swan. I've got the former Young Thundering Herd quarterback, Dave Walsh, with me. And Doc Holliday had a chance to catch up with the media. Well, probably the other way around. Yes. The media had a chance to catch, catch up, up with, with Doc. Yeah. So Doc spent a few minutes yesterday uh, probably sitting in a plane and a bus and just tired. Today actually gets to stretch his legs and get out there with the kids. They're practicing early, and uh, after the practice, uh, Doc had a chance to um, talk a little bit about just getting ready for the game. Well, I mean, we, you know, we've, uh, it's all about preparations, you know, and I thought our kids up to, you know, we got him practicing yesterday morning at home while, while we, were, we were planning on going early anyway, which we did, and of course we got delayed there. But uh, we're back on schedule, which is good, and we had practice today and got to have another great one tomorrow and get ready to play. Um, you guys had a long haul from West Virginia. How does it feel to be in the Sunshine State? Oh, it's great. We all enjoy getting down to Florida. We've got a lot of fans down here. We've got a lot of players from this area, so they're enjoying getting back and seeing families and, of course, playing in front of them as well. Have you guys changed anything getting ready for this week's game? Uh, no, no, we haven't changed anything. You know, preparations will stay the same, and uh, you know we've prepared the same way we have for the last six bowl games. So it won't change. Defensively, for you guys, how does uh, USF challenge? I know they've got a good offense, good running game. Well, it starts with their, you know they just got they got so much skill at every position. They got running backs that are tremendous. That young freshman running back is out of Miami. There is just sensational. He's hard to get on the ground, and then of course it's a wide receiver position. They got tremendous skill and. They got a quarterback that was starting at Alabama at one point and had beaten Jalen Hurts out. So it's going to be a great challenge for us uh, defensively, and uh, we just got to be up to that challenge. How do you feel about playing at Raymond James Stadium? Well, I mean, we, it's it's great. Number one's a great venue, and of course, being on you know ESPN on Thursday night being the only game on is special because it's, it will give such great exposure to our program, which we're always looking for. So we're excited about it. Uh, it's a tremendous stadium and uh, you know, a tremendous venue, and uh, we're just looking forward to it. Obviously, you guys uh, tend to recruit a lot of Florida guys. How does it help being down here, like you said, on a national stage in Florida? Well, as you mentioned, anytime you get on a national stage uh, in the state of Florida where we recruit a lot of players, and you know, I've, I've recruited a lot of players here since 1979, so we go way back to, to kids from, from South Florida and all over Florida for that matter. But anytime you have the exposure we're going to get at 8 o'clock on Saturday night with nobody else on but us, it's going to be tremendous for a program. That's Doc Holliday a little earlier this afternoon. Getting ready for the game practice now. Uh, after that, they went and went to one of the amusement parks in the area. So they forced Doc to have fun. Yes. Only game in town. Only game in town. I wonder how many times we'll hear that this week. Oh, uh, you're going to hear that a lot. Because, again, <laughs> it's important. This is a recruiting game for him. It's important for many reasons. One, he wants to win the game for the kids. It looks good on the program. And if you win the game, that means you have something to talk about as far as the game moving forward next year the game's moving forward for next year's team won the bowl game it propels them to hopefully a good season next year you can talk to recruits talk about hey how well you've done in bowls you're showing off to a lot of florida kids i know that they've been on the phone as much as they're allowed say hey here's our game hope you're watching here's where you can find it if you're not watching uh, we'll tape it for you don't worry but for the most part this is a recruiting game for it doc is. it is yes thursday's a big one but what happens after Thursday, a lot will be set up what goes on Thursday night on the James turf. Now, Tim Cramsey, uh, we haven't heard from him in a while. We uh, had a chance uh, to get our microphones in there as well and hear from Coach Cramsey. And the first question was asked to him just basically how the day has been going for him so far. Early practice. Good early practice. got to love him, man. <laughs> you guys out of bed, get it up, get it on. <laughs> How was 
Feel good? Yeah, we're right. Yes, All right, Tim. Uh, we'll just, uh, you know, out here coaching football, the warm sunshine and everything you went through yesterday. Just, it's just always great to be on the practice field, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is. A little chilly when we first got out. Once the sun came out, uh, it was good. You know, had a good practice today. Uh, you know, assignment-wise, execution-wise, it was a good deal. Get out, run around a little bit. Um, so, you know, continue to prepare uh, the rest of today and tomorrow and, and get ready for the game. I know you talked a little bit about self-scouting, that that's just as equally important as what, what the Bulls are going to do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you've you, you got to look at what you, you've done, what you've done in the past 12 games, and then what's the next step going forward. You know, it, it's, it's a chess match, match on our side of the ball. Or, um, you know, as far as what they think we're going to do, what we're going to do, we got to figure out what they think we're going to do and do something different. So that's a fun part of coaching. That's a fun part of, of everything we do. And I know a fun part of coaching is watching a young QB develop, and you've had the chance to do that this season. Yeah, he's, he's done a good job from game one to game 12 of, uh, of taking steps, okay? Uh, he's not always perfect, but, you know, he's, he's taking the progressions he needs to take. Uh, it'll be uh, a fun game for him to go, good test for him to go against a fast defense, experienced defense that, uh, that South Florida brings to the table. Um, and we, you know, we'll see where we're at that, at that point, but I feel good where he's at. South Florida struggled down the stretch, but defensively played pretty well the last couple of games. They're fast. They're fast, they're talented, they're athletic, and they do some good things on uh, scheme-wise on that side of the ball. So we got to do a great job protecting the ball. We got to do a great job executing. We got to do a great job of taking advantage and making the plays when we have opportunities to make plays on them. What jumps beside the speed and athleticism? What jumps out at you about the Bulls? Yeah, um, that, that's that's what it is. When you turn the film on, it, it's speed. They're speed at all three levels. You know, they're not they're not a big big team. Um, but they're fast and athletic in the defensive line, fast and athletic in linebacker, fast and athletic in secondary. So, you know, we, we got to match that. We got some speed on our side as well. So, we got to match that. And like I said, it's going to become an execution and, and who makes the plays when those opportunities come. Tim, finally, uh, you've had a chance to be a part of, around one of the top receivers in college football this season, Tyree, and he finishes up here. What's just general thoughts of him? It's, yeah, it, it, it's been fun uh, coaching him. It's been fun watching him play. He's obviously a big part of the game plan, as are the other receivers. You know, that's part of the self-scouting is how many times we get in the formation and get get him the ball this way. Um, well, let's try and do it a different way. Let's get in that formation and get the ball somebody different there. You know, we have other guys of OB and Marcel and, and Willie and, and Artie and those guys right down the line, not to mention our tight ends, who are also a big part of the game plan moving forward. But, you know, it, it's been fun uh, coaching Tyree and, you know, same thing we are. we got four more cores to play with each other, so we'll take advantage of it. And, uh, and obviously the news of uh, Tyler, you know, his you got Brendan now and he's come on strong. We got Brendan, we got Anthony. I think, you know, you, you go back to every game this, this year, it's been a different running back at some point stepping up. So we got Brendan, we got uh, we got Anthony, we got Keon still available. Um, so feel good about the guys that are in the backfield. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Thanks for Tim. All right, that's Tim Cramsey. Now, um, as a, the quarterback of the crew here, what did you hear from the OC? He wants to open it up a little bit. Uh, I think back to what we saw over the weekend when the two Conference USA teams took on the chin, so to speak. Mr. Stock still never got comfortable. They want to get Isaiah comfortable. They want to get South Florida back on their heels a little bit as best they can, and control the tempo, make the plays. No big, you know, they want to make some big plays. South Florida doesn't want to allow that. Uh, and Isaiah, this is his big test. I mean, you know, he think where he was at week one, and now he's going to a bowl game. Big stage for him, and I, I, I'm sure he would really uh, love to, to flourish in this one, and Coach is going to put him in positions to do it. He's going to ask him to do what he can do and not anything above and beyond, and uh, hopefully that's enough. I'm not saying the entire weight of Conference USA is on Marshall's shoulders, but, boy, Marshall needs uh, to <laughs> step something. it up. 
they need to step it up for the conference because the conference is not looking good right now in the bowl it season. It was a rough Saturday, wasn't it? was not good. It was not pretty. And, and there was a were, there yeah. was a great article about North Texas maybe being the next Central Florida. Not with what I saw. No. It was on Yahoo Sports. It was a great article talking about everything that they had to make that next leap and maybe be the team we're talking about as the next Central Florida. Uh, you better you better win some more football games and not uh, choke in a bowl. Exactly. I think the two teams you better pay attention to are ones that Marshall used to play. Georgia Southern, Appy State. Appy's coming on the schedule here for too long. Uh, they put on a pretty good show. I mean, Mr. Stockstill, uh, I have never seen of late a guy under more duress than what he was on. This. They were all over. And a lot of times three and four men rushed, didn't even blitz, but he was beyond hurried, beyond hurried, never got comfortable in, you know, 45 and 52 by Utah State. And both of the teams that they played, coaching changes, disarray there, didn't seem to bother them. Utah State, Appy State made their point. And now tomorrow night, the MAC champ versus the uh, Conference USA champ. See what UAB brings to the table. I'm a little bit more confident in them, but we'll yes. find out. We'll see what happens because right now Sunbelt's looking pretty good. Yes. That's supposed to be the lower league compared to Marshall. Supposed to be. Is in Conference USA supposed to be a higher league? Supposed to be. <laughs> they may take exception to that right now. Yeah, they're taking a little exception to that right now. Georgia Southern's all right. Appalachian State's all right. Marshall's going to have to wave the flag for the conference uh, here and beat somebody if this league can't get it done. Not looking good as far as where the leagues are going to be ranked as well. That's important. Part of that's, of course, going to be a payout. Marshall getting a, a piece of that right. payout. But still, Marshall's going to try to do their part. It's not looking good for the league right now. No, and uh, they can make a statement come Thursday, and hopefully UAB can help them out a little bit tomorrow night and at least get it to 500. we got Chase Hancock and Jordan Dowry. We'll get their comments when we come back from break, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what happened in NFL yesterday as well when we continue with this edition of The Drive presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center. We're coming to you today live from the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Beltone Hearing Aid Center, this is The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I've got the former young Thundering Herd quarterback with me, Dave Walsh. I don't say X. No. You're like, like a former. You're like a Marine. There you go. You don't say ex-Marine. You no. say former Marine. You say former quarterback. In your case, you're former young and former quarterback, so it works perfectly. I like your terminology. Uh, I try my best. <laughs> I try my best. We're here today at the Union Pub and Grill, and you can join us at 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington. We, of course, have reasons for you to come down. One, $1.50. That's what you pay. That's right. You come down for the Monday special, $1.50 for the bottles, $2 for call shots. It's all right here every Monday at the Union Pub and Grill. So, Early morning practice for the Thundering Herd, getting acclimated to the Gasparilla Bowl, the climate. This, come on, let's be honest. Yes. They're Florida guys. They're yes. going to be fine. They're used to it. They're used to it. But one guy who is um, going through his final go-around as a Thundering Herd football player is Chase Hancock. And as his career is coming to an end, things are starting to hit him a little bit more. And he was asked earlier today just how the day is going since, well, this is his last go-around. This is my last bowl game as a senior, so uh, I want to go out on a good note. Chase, for you, obviously, uh, you know, senior year, uh, another bowl game for you. Um, how special is it, you know, one last game for you in your college career? 
This is it. This is the last time I get to represent the herd. This is the last time I'll play with, with these guys. Um, you know, the bond that we've built over the past four or five years has yeah, been one that's it's, it's unbreakable. So um, I love these guys, and I'm just really excited to get out there and play. How important is it, obviously, you know, you want to go out with a win, but how important is it to send the rest of the seniors out with a win? Oh, I mean, we're in this together. You know, I didn't get here by myself. Um, we've been working since January, you know, um, so you know, we're, we're all in this together. So you guys are going to Bush Gardens. How do you feel about that? Have you ever been? Yeah, um, I've been back in, we got some back where I'm from. Um, it's, it's a great amusement park. And you know, I'm just excited to kind of relax a little bit and have some fun. And uh, how do you feel about Raymond James Stadium? That's the first time this bowl game's been played in Raymond James Stadium. So how do you feel like that's going to be compared to, say, like you playing Tropicana Field? Well, Tropicana Field was a great atmosphere to you. Um, you know, wherever they have us, um, I'm sure it'll be a great atmosphere. Um, I'm excited. I'm just excited to get, get out there and play. And you know, a lot of these guys are from here, so I'm sure a lot of our fans are going to come out and support us. Obviously, lining up on the defensive side of the ball for you, you know what USF brings to the table. Doc talked about it. They've got tremendous depth on the outside. Mm -hmm. Quarterback's good, running back's good. How does USF challenge you guys? Uh, we have to be on our game, really. I mean, we've got to make sure we tackle the ball. We've got to run to the ball. Um, our secondary's got to be on point. Um, you know, that's pretty much it. Just come ready to play and do our job and nothing else. You guys do a good job at stopping the run, and obviously they have, I think, the 16th uh, best offense in the nation, total total offense. Uh, is that something, is that a matchup you guys sort of like lick your chops, wanting to go up against a, a high-powered offense looking to stop them? Oh, absolutely. I mean, every every week is different. Every team is different. Um, so every week's a challenge, and we got to be on top of our game. So every week is, a, is an opportunity for us to go out there and show what we can do. That's Chase Hancock, and it's gotten a hit of him. See, He's been used to Marshall being in bowl games, and so you got that last right. game. Uh, for someone like you, Dave, bowl games really weren't that common. It wasn't until later on in college football's um, progression as uh, one of the national pastimes, right. it feels like, as the bowls proliferated. If a team went to a bowl, it's very rare. Now, you know, if you don't go to a bowl, it's kind of disappointing. So Play 500 and you go. Yeah. You're 6-6. Six and six. You get to go to a bowl game. Mm -hmm. That's not how it used to be. But no. he wants to go out on top because Doc talks about the fact that these guys, you're not going to remember this game. If no. you lose it, you're not going to remember it. No. Um, we will. Fans will. You and I will remember it. Yes. These guys, they'll, they'll probably black it out. They want to foul it away somewhere. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll bring it up. And, of course, um, when you win a bowl game, it's it's great to bring it back up. When you lose a bowl game, oh, no. That, well, you know, he wants to go out because uh, we talked early in the year. He mentioned one time, two years ago, they were 3-9 and nine going nowhere. Then they turned things around last year, won a bowl game out, out west, and now they're back down there again. So they're not they're in a place they know. They're used to the environment. And it comes down, as, as Doc has put it, we make the plays at least one more play than the Bulls make, and that should hopefully be enough to get them. A w and make it a good ride home on Friday. All right, I think we've got enough time. Let's hear from Jordan Dowry. Same thing, just kind of getting a feel for how the day was going for him. Well, talking to another senior, so uh, you know you're the, the, the countdown definitely on now because you are here in Tampa, the, where the final practices and final game will unfold. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a couple days left, um, and so I'm, I'm going to cherish it. I'm going to make the most of it. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying myself, and uh, I just want to go out with a win because at the end of the day uh, that's what matters and that's what's going to make this whole experience more memorable. 
your fourth experience in five your five year career. Uh, you know, uh, pretty fortunate, aren't you? I know you'd like to have five of five, but uh, four out of five is not bad. I would have taken the fifth one, um, but I'm but I'm happy with everything I've gotten out of this experience at Marshall. Um, it's been a great opportunity all the way around, uh, and I've I've enjoyed every bowl game. I've enjoyed um, the seasons that we've had as a team. Um, the ups and downs that we've had, we've had together, and uh, at the end of the day, that's that's what's important is just being together with the team. What jumps out at you about this USF defense? Uh, they run a lot of different defenses. They, there's a lot of fronts, there's a lot of movement, um, and those sorts of things for an O lineman mean that we have to identify things um, and have it be on the same page across the board is one of the biggest challenges against a team that does a lot of different things. Um, if, if you know they're going to line up in one front the whole day, it, it's pretty straightforward. But when it's back and forth, um, that, that's when you really have to be locked in and focused. How much is having a familiarity with all those guys up front, Levi next to you? You know, how much does that help when you guys get the line? You can identify that quickly. You know what's going on almost without having to say anything to each other. Yeah, the uh, we're we're on the same page pretty well now. We had most, pretty much everybody from last year is back this year, and so we pretty much got two years under our belt as a unit and. Uh, with, with the guys that you're playing next to, and that's uh, that's led to a really good uh, good communication. Um, we, we get things done quickly. We, we make decisions well together, and I, I think those sorts of things make a game like this a little bit easier because as a group, we've seen every front. We haven't seen every front in every game, um, but between between the group of us, we've, we've seen all the different things that they're going to do from one team or another, and uh, as, as a group, we'll, uh, we'll be able to communicate that and identify it pretty easily, and, uh, and from there, it's just uh, about execution. Part of your duties this season, blocking, protecting, and then opening holes for protecting a young guy and uh, opening holes for another young guy that's had to emerge here as the leading back here late in the season. We'll talk, just talk about Isaiah first and then Brendan. Well, Isaiah's come a long way throughout the year. Um, I, I think everyone knows that when you come as a freshman in any position, um, there's a learning curve. There's there's some stuff you got to get used to. The, the pace of the game's high, faster, and, and all those sorts of things. And he's done a great job adjusting and uh, his execution of just running the offense uh, throughout the season has improved a lot. And, uh, I mean, it's not my place to talk about Reed. All right, that's Jordan Dowry. Of course, so they were in a wind tunnel at, say, at the very yeah. end. Awful breezy, it seemed like. It's like rubbing it in our face. It's like, like it's warm. It's, it's, it's breezy a little bit. It's going to be nice. Uh, I think there will be some precipitation down there. They're, they're doing some interviews, and we're up here looking outside. It's warmer, but it's not what they have. No. We don't have any palm trees that I know of. We do not have palm trees. We've got Christmas trees down here yes. at the Union Pub and Grill. I can say that. There are Christmas wreaths, Christmas trees, Christmas cheer down yes. here. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive, presented by Belltone Hearing Aid Center on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to thank, of course, um, Gabriel Sellers back in the studio. And for Mr. Dave Walsh, I'm Paul Swan inviting you to come down to the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in Huntington, where until the end of the night, it's $1.50 bottles and $2 call shots. That's the Monday deal. Back in studio tomorrow, back in studio Wednesday, and then Thursday we'll be over at Roosters. That's right. Uh, we're going to grab some, not breakfast wings this time. No. I'm actually going to have dinner wings. Yes. There is a difference. Yes, big for, time difference. For Gabriel, for Dave, I'm Paul. Good night. Station.